you go into some detail in the interview and commentary on the uh, Children of the Gods DVD, but for those who haven't picked up uh, the disc yet or are deciding to, what prompted you to go in and make revisions? In the first place? Yeah. It came uh, out of a conversation between myself and uh, an executive at MGM, Jim Packer, who, who was talking about going back to the beginning and looking for bloopers. And I said, if we're going to go back to the beginning, let's go, let's go and, and re-release Children of the Gods uh, without uh, uh, that mashup score between David Arnold's uh, yeah. theatrical release and Joel Goldsmith's original uh, score for us, which mm. I thought was beautiful. And we basically got talked out of using uh, by, by our bosses at MGM. And that happened because I watched my, my teenage daughter showing her boyfriend the show from the beginning of the series. <laughs> and I'm walking by the family room where it's playing, and I'm, and I'm just cringing at these music cues. And I watched over their shoulders for some time, and I thought, man, we could do way better than that now. Yeah. Now, when, when MGM got the rights to Stargate, they also secured the rights to the score. Yeah, and they, and they basically said, we're kind of insisting that we use it. Okay. Uh, they wanted to use all sorts of things from the future. Yeah. Anyway, it became a larger conversation. I said, look, if we're going to go back to that score, uh, what I'd really love to do is go back to dailies. And, and, and it became this project of mine that was purely done out of the desire to do it. We weren't giving a lot of money to do it, and I put every penny of it into the, into the picture. We went back to dailies, we recut it, we... we, we uh, we redid a significant amount of the visual effects because when we originally did Stargate, all the vendors were different, uh, and, yeah. and our puddle effect was very, very difficult and, uh, 12 years ago. And, and um, as opposed to, well, it's still difficult, but you know, it's, now we've got it mastered. So we redid all of those. We, you know, we did uh, things that bothered me from the beginning, like uh, uh, some clunky, clunky dialogue that I tried to get rid of excise the first time around. And uh, knowing, too, that it was only a stereo mix, uh, we could go digital 5.1. Yes. Uh, uh, we could clarify some things that, that fit in the series. There were some extra scenes written for, you know, kind of ticking clock drama that I didn't think were necessary. Right. And so I just took them out. Um, and, we, and we obviously got rid of the nudity as well, which I never believed belonged in Stargate, uh, because uh, families gather around the television to watch this show. and. Exactly. And I'm not a prude, but, but anybody who has said, oh, yeah, I love Stargate, let's go back and watch from the beginning, has, has gotten themselves a bit of a shock. You know, I was talking with Darren when this, when this was first pro proposed, and I said, you know what he's going to do. And Darren's like, what? He said, I said, uh, he's going to cut out that, that sexual organs line. I know that that's oh, yeah. gone. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I think you really went in there and, and shook that thing up. It's a completely different film. It's, it's significantly different. It is the way I wished we had come out of the gate in the first place. Now, you know, hindsight is, is, is twenty twenty, and, and of course we wouldn't have been able to do it exactly the way we did it because there's a lot of technology that we have now that we couldn't do then. For example, we also spent a big chunk of money getting rid of a, a scratch that appeared down the middle yeah. of the dailies that, that was uh, fixed only in a few scenes, literally by cut-and-paste methods as opposed to a, a digital removal, which is what we did this time around. Like, it's like a wire removal. Yeah. And, and, but it was not cheap. We spent a big chunk of money to do that. But it was worth it. It allowed us to, to cut that scene the way it should have been cut. The, the ending is, was also set up to continue a TV show as opposed to being a movie. Uh, there's just virtually everything that bugged me for 12 years is gone. And, <laughs> and, and I think that uh, 
I think that new viewers and don't don't no, I know I, I knew I was gonna get support from fans who why why are you changing something that doesn't need to be changed? Uh well, I think because if you wanted to watch Stargate from the beginning, this is where I would mm-hmm. like you to start. And that you know, that's what I would say to 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 a new viewer coming to the show. The Kowalski implantation thing was uh one of the flags that was raised. Is it your intent that Kowalski was still infected with the Gould, even though oh, we don't see that? Of course he was, but that was that was done with sort of an intention that the Gould snake uh, would be doing that as a as a threat or uh, could be a threat all the time. It happened in Enemy Within, and it, uh, exactly. we're going to say it was a freak occurrence as opposed to something that was likely to happen many times in the series that we hadn't yet written at the time. Right. <laughs> and, and it didn't happen, and so I, uh, I thought it was kind of extraneous. You know, I think the, the real scene for me after watching this that, that really tells the tale of, of uh, what, what you were doing was uh, removing the, the, the line of dialogue of Kowalski, where Kowalski says, I didn't, we went through that entire mission together and I didn't know that you had a son. Yeah. That only validates the show so much more because of all of those subsequent episodes where Kowalski was involved and admitted that he was close, closer with Jack than that pilot led on. Yeah, of course he knew. All Neil had to say is he kind of reminded me of the son, and then I, I cut in a little reaction shot of Kowalski going, "Oh yeah, that's heavy. I know what that means." Exactly. Changes everything. Exactly. Main, the other, and I would argue here is the other big change in terms of character. In addition to revoicing Christopher's entire performance, yes, uh, we we edited it in such a way that it allowed Teal's change to be uh, far more organic. You can see his misgivings as to as to the goings on in Gould World much much sooner, uh, and so it's less of a shock when he go when he throws O'Neill the staff weapon. It's not such a Deus Ex Machina. It's okay. This guy this guy was sympathetic from the beginning. It's more fulfilling too. Yeah, threshold in in season five. You know, you deliberately go back in and and explain how Teal went from where he grew out of his his feelings of resentment for the gold. But it's much clearer in this in this version of the pilot now that this this makes more sense. I toyed with putting that scene that I wrote in threshold. You know, I was wondering if that was going to go in. I toyed with it, but it's not necessary. And I did, wanted deliberately to see how because it was something that Brad Lyons and I talked about at the beginning of the editing process. Uh, I wanted to see how successful that was going to be, and I thought it was successful enough. It didn't need any further uh, material. In fact, it's a shorter movie. I, you know, if I had a lot of money, and I and I didn't, <laughs> if I had a lot of money, I mean, I would have completely rewritten the opening sequence. Wow! Uh, uh, and, and reshot it. I mean, uh, the idea of uh, the poker players. Yeah, I hated that, uh, and I was not uh, a fan of it at the beginning. The beginning of your show uh, shouldn't. Feature a bunch of, of people who, yeah, yeah, exactly. But having said that, for what it is, I think I can now go, yeah, yeah. What's this? It's pretty good. Whereas I kind of hesitated. There's a there was a lot of of pipey and argumentative dialogue between uh, Hammond and O'Neill that, yeah. that we got rid of too. That is <laughs> just gone. You'd be hard pressed to to remember what it was. It was just back and forth on whether or not they should send the bomb and and we it just went away. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I wanted to ask you. Had Don still been alive, God rest his soul, uh would there have been any um replacement dialogue that you would have done for him? Uh no, no, because we we found a way of putting together two scenes that were were apart. 
Okay. Uh, there's a scene where he steps forward, if you compare them, and finishes a sentence that it wasn't originally in his mouth. We just figured out a way to do it. It was quite... The gate room scene at the, yeah, at the exactly. ramp. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's kind of, it's kind of, exactly. It kind of, you've studied it. It was kind of hard to do, but we I think we pulled it off. And, yeah. Uh, I was delighted that you got Rick for the uh, audio commentary. Uh, you know, he really sounded like he was having a good time. He was. We had a good time. I mean, Rick and I are friends. It's been a long time. And, and I, I literally yeah. just said, hey, you want to come in and uh, and do a commentary? And he had never done one before. Yeah. So he went, oh, yeah, sure. Let's, uh, I'll do that. And talk about Shies. He, he hadn't seen the original in so long. And this is the first time he'd seen the final cut. It was probably not a very good commentary as far as commentaries go, but uh, we had fun. Well, you know, he got out there and he did it, and it was an interesting discussion. And and for for someone who hopes that SG One eventually goes to Blu-ray, and for those first three seasons that have no commentaries, maybe you guys will pick a few out that you like. How has the DVD been selling so far? Do you know? It's doing very well. Uh, it was never intended to be, uh, you know, a blockbuster. It's it's a ten it's a twelve year old movie that you know was no you know I'm not trying to redo Star Wars here. This is this was never a deal. <laughs> This was not, you know, something that MGM could devote an enormous amount of resources to, and I was very, I was delighted that they let me do it for what it was. It's a nice Valentine to fans, to those of us who want it. Well, for those of us who who, who think of it that way, I, I'm I'm getting mixed response. I mean, some people are basically saying, "What the hell are you doing? Get your hands yeah. off it!" It's an ego thing for me. I don't know. I don't know why ego would come into it, but they think uh, that's that's been what I've been sensing. A lot of people think it's I'm just doing it. Uh, for you know, self gratification, and frankly, it started at least as a desire to to give Joel his uh, yeah. his due credit. 